This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Today's episode of Hear That Podcast Ground is presented by Visa Network, working for everyone. Paul Ader Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic are working for you on the walkout uh, on a day that, let's see, not a day, yesterday, <laughs> as we record this, the Bengals played the Browns and lost a game that means nothing and no one's ever going to remember. 21-16, to the Browns beat them and their backups, and Jamar Chase got a record, and that's the end of talking about that game. Uh, because we just are coming off of watching the most epic battle to see who they were going to play because <laughs> we waited to record this podcast until the end of the Sunday night football game, which was deciding who it was going to be. It could have been via a tie. It could have been with a win or a loss. It ends up being the Raiders kicking a field goal at the end of overtime. So the Las Vegas Raiders will come to play the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday at four 30, the first game of wildcard weekend. And off we go. I, I think that was the best possible outcome for the Bengals. And I know a lot of Bengal fans probably wanted to see Pittsburgh not make the playoffs and were maybe rooting for the tie. But I think you would rather play the Raiders and a rookie slash interim head coach in the playoff game as opposed to Bill Belichick. And my mind kept going back. First of all, I just can't think of a greater dichotomy than those two games. The Bengals-Browns game that meant absolutely nothing. It was hard to even pay attention to. And then that game that we just watched where I didn't care who won, but my blood pressure was up and I was on the edge of my seat and it was like you just couldn't take your eyes off of it. I, but but the thing I, I keep going back to, is, and it's not like we're going to have freezer bowl weather on Sunday, but if you remember that game the week before – the Chargers and Dolphins went overtime down in Miami, super humid game. It wasn't just the cold weather that, that got the Chargers in that freezer bowl. They were spent. And I think you're going to see a spent Raiders team. Yes, you get rejuvenated to play in the playoffs, but the emotionally and physically the toll that that game they just played had to have taken out of those guys. It's not like they're going to come in here as zombies, but – you that's kind of what I was getting to where it was the best possible situation for the Bengals. I mean, they're playing this into Monday right now and the game is going to be Saturday, <laughs> right? You're on a short week too. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how much that will necessarily, I think it's a, it's certainly, it's certainly a factor. It's a small factor. I, I, but I think also 
as matchups go, um, it's it's really not bad. A team you've beaten before, you know what it gives me. And, and I know Bengals fans don't want to. There, there's a number of there's a number of things here that you're not going to want to hear about. But that's because when we talk about Bengals postseason history, that's full of a lot of stuff that you mostly don't want to hear about after 1988. Mm-hmm. But it's reminiscent of 2013. Great Bengals team, undefeated at home, had gone to San Diego to beat the Chargers four or five weeks prior to that postseason game, and lo- and they did it by f- they out physicaled them and ran it down their throats in San Diego, and then San Diego came back here and beat them up twenty seven to six in that playoff game, and you know flipped the script on what they had done to them in San Diego. Just because you won a game in the regular season does not mean it is necessarily going to go that way, especially now with a Raiders team that has now won four in a row and is on a hot streak coming into the playoffs too. So uh, it's, it's a, it's certainly an, an interesting matchup. You know, I think there's a few things that you look at with the Bengals and who you wanted to play and I, you get nervous about a team that can really get home with their front four mm-hmm. and, and like, Isaiah Prince, do not turn on the Max Crosby Storm Norton tape. You are not going to like the way it looks. I mean, you you have one of your weakest spots is going to go up. It's going to look a lot like probably what Storm Norton looked like out there if you don't give it help. And they, they've gone up against got great pass rushers this year plenty of times. They know how to deal with it. Uh, but in that first game, Riley Reef was the right tackle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, is there's a, there's a big difference as they've kind of seen some attrition there. And, because that's the one thing I'm nervous. I think I'm nervous about from the Bengals with this matchup. It is there's that defense where that front four can give them hell, and that's been a big problem for the Bengals all year. Yeah, that's. I was driving home from Cleveland, and, and Ross Tucker was the analyst on the game, and he was just killing Storm Norton. And just I didn't watch the game; I was listening to it. But you could just tell from the calls that man that that Raider front is is owning this game, and then. I got home and, and watched some more of it, and and it that was kind of the first thing that crossed my mind too. Where even though I said it was the ideal matchup, that's the one thing you do worry about because in that maybe they go back to what they did in Vegas, and that was the game that was the damn will eventually break game where they just kept running Joe Mixon. And I think that was a big part of that game plan was to try to neutralize that pass rush, and they did um, that they. they the Raiders had a D tackle go down and got carted off. It didn't look mm-hmm. awful, but that that'll be something to keep an eye on this week. But even without that, I mean, in Gawkway and Max Crosby, and they still have Cleveland Farrell was a first round pick a few years ago, and he can't get on the field that much because they've got such other good defensive ends. They they could present some real problems if the Bengals opt to throw the ball a lot or if, or are forced to throw the ball a lot. Well, it's going to be the interesting part when we'll, as we start diving into the game plan this week, is that is what you know they they turned it over to the Joe Burrow show the last couple of weeks. We mm-hmm. they decided we're going to go if we're going down, it's going to be going down with Joe Burrow throwing, and he's been incredible throwing for nine seventy one uh, in those back to back games. And do, do you do that, or do you go with the game plan that worked against 
Vegas, which was a very, very different one um, than than what has kind of made you feel like a special team in recent weeks. It's probably some mix of that, but there's a reason for it because you you are nervous. I mean, let's let's not you know that first Vegas game, and we can look at the scoreboard if you're just going to box score watch and see 32 to 13. That was not what that game was. Mm-hmm. That game was incredibly close. It t- and it was one really. I remember writing. I think the story that I wrote of that game was the defining drive, a defining drive of the season for a team that was on a two-game losing streak and had to have it uh, when it felt like the Raiders were coming back. And they did. They they went the length of the field, and and Burrow made an incredible throw to Chase in the back of the end zone to kind of help put it away. And then a couple other things happened to get it, let it get out of hand. But that was a very close game. That was not some blowout. And so, you know, you're going to have – an absolute street fight on your hands for sure with this team. And one that's one that's playing a lot better now than it was then. Uh, yeah, quite a bit better. Cause that, they were coming off the bye that week. So I think that was part of it too, was the, the, the more conservative game plan, the, the little bit of a little more rust than relaxation from the bye. And, and that you, you mentioned that drive because it, it, it it wasn't a 32-13 game. It still felt like, though, the defense played so good in that game, it, it it felt like they had a bigger lead than they did. And then it was the Raiders that went down the length of the field and got that touchdown, and all of a sudden it's a close game, and that's when you start thinking, uh-oh, this is where it could really swing. And you're right, that, that defining drive where they answered right back and went the length of the field and made a two-score game again. And, and then they had some, some turnovers at the end that really kind of blew it open. It's You're not going to see a 19-point game, I don't think, on Saturday. I, I, I think it's going to look a lot closer, maybe not as insane and down to the wire as, as what we just witnessed. But I think it's going to be a high-tension, close game. And you know, you've you've got a you got a second year quarterback, you got a third year coach, you got a f- interim coach on the other side, and you got Derek Carr, who's never won a playoff game. It's someone's going to have a breakout moment in that game, and it's 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 it almost feels like a coin flip right now to see who's going to be the favorite. We I always tweet that out on Sunday night, the opening line. I have not seen it yet what what it is for Bengals Raiders, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Pickham. Yeah, and you know you've got you've got some two two elite match teams. I don't I don't know if it you know it's 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 be fun to see if if they dodged a bullet by not having to have New England come in here. But mm. the way New England's it's kind of the opposite of the Raiders situation. Maybe you were more nervous about New England coming in because of the history and Bill Belichick. But then you've seen the way New England has played in the last three weeks and in losing against Miami, you almost were thinking, hey, why wouldn't you take a team that's faltering and Mac Jones hasn't looked great and and uh, they've made a ton of mistakes and, you know, couldn't couldn't even beat the Dolphins in the game that they had to have. You know, I don't think you hated either of those matchups as as, you know, frustrating as it would be to draw Bill Belichick in, in, in your first round game. So I, you know, I don't think it was the the worst thing possible, but I, I, I think you would have been just as happy if, if new England would have been come in here when you consider the way that they had been playing, but they're not. So instead it's the Raiders and unbelievably like, you know, the curse of both thing is kind of a, 
it's 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 kind of a joke, you know, but it's also kind of real. Like it, this is true. This is not saying it's an actual curse, but this is unbelievable that now thirty one years later, the, the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders of all teams are going to be the team that is going to come in uh, as the Bengals have, I would say, their best shot that they've had to snap this playoff drought, the defining characteristic of their football franchise on the field um, that they need to overcome and try to put behind them. Uh, We'll spend a lot of time talking about that this week, and and we have a lot of stories writing about it. But there's one thing I want to say about it first before we get into all of that is it has no bearing on this team. I really, truly believe that. And trust me, Jay and I have talked to just about everybody about this thing. Former players, coaches, current. We, we, you know, you, we have a lot of really good content that you're going to love this week that we've been working on for a couple of weeks now. And, but the, the thing is that the unanimous thing across the board is with this team in particular, but really almost in general with pl- players, but with this team specifically, history really has no bearing. They have proven that all year. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. whatever. They blew them out. They didn't care about Pittsburgh being Pittsburgh in the history there. Primetime, they didn't care about primetime. We've talked all year how they have blown and blown all those things out of the water and checked every box that was supposed to be this historical thing that always stops the Bengals, right? That's the big game. You know, always don't win the big game. They don't win in primetime. They can't beat the Steelers. You know the Ravens, all this stuff. They've 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 really cast that aside. They're young. They don't really understand any of that. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow don't care about that stuff. And the the players they brought in from elsewhere don't care about that stuff. the 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 theme of the year has been this feels different. This is different. And I think that's the case when we talk about the history of this franchise in the postseason. It doesn't mean they'll win. It doesn't mean any of that. But it, I, I do not believe at all that that will be a factor for these players and for and, and for this edition of the Bengals. No, it won't. And you're right. Well, the, the people that we talked to, even when they were in the middle of it, just denied the fact that that they felt the weight of that losing streak, that it was it, every year is different. You, you, you game plan all week. You're, you say, we've got a good team. We've got good coaches. We're going to go win this game. What happened last year, two years, three years ago, whatever, that doesn't matter at all. And now, especially with this group, because you have the three players left from the 2015 loss, CJ Uzama barely played and, and Kevin Huber and Clark Harris had no role in those that loss in 2015 or any of the other ones. And it's, it's, it does, it, it, it's more of a fan thing that, that I think that the angst from the fans and ending that drought, the, the people that have suffered through it for 30 years, or maybe younger people that have suffered through it for a fraction of those years. And, you know, while you were talking, our producer cam messaged me, this stuns me. The Bengals have opened as six and a half point favorites. Wow! Against the Raiders, that that might be the the most they've ever been favored in any preseason or in any postseason game. I, I again, that stuns me. I, I really thought it might be a pick 'em one or two point spread. 
Um, I'm not sure why it is so high, but you, you, you look at history and I I think, I think that number's coming down because I think a lot of, a lot of people are going to jump on and take the points in the radio. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The one other thing, um, you know, I want to say about sort of the history of things, I, I think this is this team's first run at it. Mm-hmm. You know, their recent history can affect players. You know, the 11 through 15 group did feel that, you know, I, I think as it went on because it became a bigger thing to those players they were the ones that were continually failing in that spot there is none of that these guys have never failed in that spot before this is a whole new coaching staff whole new players all of that stuff is is disconnected from this team it's exciting that's great but it like if but if we're if we're three years from now and they were to lose in the playoffs for three straight years um it would come back and it would be more relevant with this team, but they're not at that spot. And I think that's why that makes this such an important thing for the organization, because it's just, it's the, it's an easy chance to get that thing out of the way and be the latest box that they can check of, of, you know, changing the conversation about the Cincinnati Bengals, changing the conversation because they have changed it this year, mm-hmm. but there is the headline that will always be the headline here until they change that. And that's the headline nationally. That's the headline within the city. And that is that is the number one thing that people think of around here when they think about them on the field. And so until you, until you fully change that, and I think people believe, and there's reason to believe, and you should believe that this team will eventually break through and leave this drought in the, hist- in, in the history books for them. But will it happen this year? And when will that change? And, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a big part of the story of this week. I think, uh, you know, as, as you, how can it not be? How, how can it, how can it not be? It started already. And part of it was because the, the situation with that Browns game didn't mean much, but there was a lot of questions in that post in the, on the post game zooms already about the, the, the playoffs, the playoff drought, what it would mean for the city, all those type of things. I mean, right away, they just wrapped up the regular season and already normally you would think that'd be a Tuesday, Wednesday press conference kind of thing where those questions start coming in and no, as soon as post game hit, the questions were there and, and the answers were the same as we just talked about there. Zach Taylor said, we are the 2021 Bengals. That's it. Anything in the past, it's irre- irrelevant to, to what, we are going what we're about this week thought process wise pre- planning all that it's 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 a fresh start and yeah they're i mean they you mentioned they've never been here before in some regard 
you think they have a little bit because Joe Burrow has done it on the biggest stage in college. I know the NFL is different, but he's got that winning pedigree. And you've got all these free agents you brought in that have won and advanced in the postseason. If if you're going to lean on any kind of postseason history and, and having an impact on this year's team, I think that would have more relevance than something that happened six years ago, 31 years ago, and, and everywhere in between. Trying to make it 24 podcasts in a row here, Jay. Get Joe Burrow to the big <laughs> stage and see what happens, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> it's been the – it's been the since we thought it was a possibility this year, it's been the message. This guy, all we know about him, the bigger the stage, the, the grander the stakes, you know, the more the legend seems to grow. So Saturday the stage shows up. Saturday, they roll the stage out. 4.30, Las Vegas Raiders, Joe Burrow takes the stage to kick off the playoff wildcard weekend. Uh, it, it will be a lot of fun. We have so much content coming your way this week. Uh, we obviously will have you covered. And a short week. You know what? Short week, you get to the game faster, but we're, we're already ready for you. Uh, yeah. Monday morning, you're waking up. We have a, Jay has a Q&A with Marvin Lewis. Uh, about watching this team, about the history of of sort of the drought and 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 seeing what's happened since here since he left in this year, and uh, it's a fantastic Q and A there. We will have a lot more stuff, um, of course, about some of the main players in this weekend's game. So all of that stuff is coming your way this week. Plus, we'll be diving into game coverage as we get deeper into that. You'll be hearing from our friends in Vegas as we'll catch up with them on the state of the Raiders and everybody that watched the game. I, can I say this, Jay? I am just in a stunned state of disbelief that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in this tournament. Yeah, I agree. What an unbelievable – like, that is, a not, that is not a talented team. They are not a very good team. They are so flawed on multiple levels. Every game they play is some ugly – disgusting fest where you laugh at, at their offense. And yet he, <laughs> I got to credit Mike Tomlin, man. Like what a coaching gig. What, what a job he did this year. That is to, to find any way to will that team to the postseason uh, is beyond me. I mean, there's a reason I, I, we sort of laugh before the season and we talked about, um, you know, this felt like it could be the year that, the Bengals could go by him and like, you know, even Tomlin can't save this mess. I'll be damned. <laughs> Not only did he, it's like the year that he got Duck Hodges to eight wins. You know, I mean, uh, it's a certain point. You got to respect it. I mean, it's uh, it's it's an incredible coaching job with a team that just isn't very good. And I and so I guess the Chiefs maybe get us actually got a buy as the two seed almost. Yeah, because um, I, I, I don't see. Pittsburgh having any chance to win in Kansas City. They they they've got Pittsburgh has a hell of a defense and, and we've seen that's why they're in the playoffs because they've they've held down some some teams. I didn't I didn't give them a chance to win today, honestly. I just thought they were going to Ben looked so bad Monday night against Cleveland and I, I just thought he was going to be emotionally spent and damned if they didn't come out not just win that game but come from behind to win it. But you're not going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes with that Steelers offense. It's just not going to happen. And, no. and maybe 
they can hope to hold them to 21 to 24, but even that's going to be too much for the Steelers offense. And and I could really see that being a 30 something to, to the teens, just being a massive blowout. But yes, huge props to Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing season and getting that team to the playoffs in the manner they did. I mean, they had to have a lot of things break their way, but they also had to win today and, and they got it done. Um, so, so you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at path now, I mean, of course you, you don't know what the second round would look like necessarily. Tennessee would host, there's a good chance you end up going to Tennessee. Um, if, if seeds hold, uh, for your second round game and you'll take that over going to Arrowhead. I, I yes. think you, you love that path. Um, Tennessee, who's a good team, but I, you know, and Mike Vrabel's done a hell of a job there too. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think they're as scary as Kansas City. They're not as tough as Kansas City necessarily, in, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I, so if there's an easier path, I think you'll take Vegas, Tennessee. If you would take that for, for the path that you have to carve to try to get to a championship game, um, you're all right with that. It may not end up that way. It could end up differently depending on results, but, um, you know, it's a possibility that that's the way it breaks for you, and, and you like that too. Well, what a wild day. The uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars were the key master to chaos today, <laughs> and uh, I think that I think that Sunday night game was the gatekeeper, and, and that game was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, uh, if we're going to go full <laughs> Ghostbusters analogy. Like that was <laughs> – that unlocked the chaos, and uh, that was something else to, to behold – the Colts drop one of the hairiest L's you'll see for a franchise that they'll, that they're going to be reeling from for a while. Um, I mean, you lose your playoff life is on the line. You lose to a team with an interim coach and going for the and going to have the number one overall pick, and all the fans in the stands are dressed as clowns, and <laughs> you get blown out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! What a Bengals have been on that side of that that one before. They've they've been on that side of that one before. They're they're well aware. So, all right, I we should wrap it up. It's late, Jay. Yeah. Well, uh, one other we'll be, quick advantage because yeah. they they the if you're talking big stage playoff, that that's the smallest stage. That Saturday four thirty game. That's where they will they put the least attractive matchup. That's a huge advantage for the Bengals because they will know. Shortly after they wrap up, if they do win, they will know shortly after they wrap up because Buffalo plays um, New England that night. And that's the only way that the Bengals don't go to Tennessee and go to Kansas City instead is if there's an upset. And you, you don't you don't see Pittsburgh's not going to beat Kansas City. And if if I do think there's a good chance New England could beat Buffalo. And if that happens, either way, you, you pretty much know where that, that – Saturday night, you're going to know who your opponent is, so you can get a, an extra day of prep to, to prepare for. I mean, anything can happen, yes, but you you will have a really good idea whether you're going to Tennessee or Kansas City by the end of Saturday night. Look at you just casually advancing the Bengals. Well, I said if they win, I, I'm 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 not <laughs> casually. I'm I am casually advancing the chiefs that's that just feels like a lock but yes if the Bengals win that's an advantage the the whole way the the structure is from the the Raiders playing on a short week to knowing basically that night who their second round opponent will be all of it will play out before our eyes big week 
for the Bengals franchise and a big week for us here at the podcast live room tomorrow at noon. Of course, as we've been doing them every Monday, I know you guys will have questions. We'll have a lot to talk about regarding this matchup and everything with the playoffs. So come on in, just come on over to the app. If you're a subscriber, uh, you can ask us questions, but anybody uh, can listen. We've loved having you. We've had lots of questions and I haven't been able to get to all of them, but we're doing our best. Um, again, uh, Jay has the Q and a with Marvin Lewis uh, that's up here in the morning and we will have much more um, on sort of the the real effects and who 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 this drought really has affected and and uh, what it really has been for this franchise over the last three decades. Another story coming your way on on that, uh, and of course, much more on Joseph Lee Burrow this week. So keep an eye out for all of that coming your way. Thanks everyone for listening to hear that podcast. Ground. We will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.